Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number that was given to you that you can call and be on the program, Calvary Live. And I just want to say good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Live. And I'm going to be your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. Again, that number is 303-690-3000. We are live for you, Grace FM listeners along Colorado from Pueblo and Fountain and Colorado Springs, 101.7 in Southern Colorado. Welcome. Love to hear from you guys down there in Southern Colorado. Let us know that you're listening and perhaps uh, you have a question or a prayer request, give me a call. And then also in Northern Colorado, well, from about Castle Rock up north in the metro area, and then Boulder, Longmont, Fort Collins, Greeley, up in the southern Wyoming, into the panhandle of Nebraska. You, too, uh, are listening live on 89.7, and I'd love to hear from you guys. And give me a call at 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. As most of you know, Calvary Live is a program where you get to call in and, and ask questions and be on the air. <clears throat> and we're looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Maybe you got a prayer request. And as we are ending our work week, uh, I, I hope that you had a, a blessed week. It's a privilege to be a part of your lives uh, here in Colorado and then also on the East Coast for you listeners on F, uh, Hope FM and Truth FM that you too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and you're a week delay in the program, but many of you are out there listening online, and so online listeners, wherever you're at, throughout the country, and I know the online uh, audience has been growing, that you too can give me a call at 303-690-3000. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that is by a dedicated text line. And sometimes uh, as we get uh, towards the end of the show, if the calls fall off, uh, we'll go to the text questions and prayer requests. And that number is 720-336-0897. And I'll be given uh, those numbers, repeating those numbers throughout the show. But as you're ending your week, I pray that um, that you have a great weekend coming up. Uh, we want to bless you in any way that we can by praying for you, by answering any question you might have that your Bible reading brought up, or maybe that uh, you heard a teaching or Maybe you got a question about current events, uh, how we should have a worldview or Christian living. Uh, I want to be a blessing as much as I can to you, uh, to be able to pray with you and for you, to be able to share with you God's Word. So that's what we want to do, and and uh, so we're looking forward to today's program. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. we got open lines so grab one of those open lines. Let's end the work on a very, uh, the week, that is, the work week, on a very positive note. 
and let's talk about the things of the Lord. So give me a call uh, here today. Let's go to Douglas in Pasadena, Maryland. Douglas. Hey, brother. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm at work. I'm a, a pizza delivery driver. So um, I have you. My station never leaves. Uh, I believe it's Truth FM here. Oh, um, good. Yeah, yeah. I love you guys, brother Ed. Um, uh, he's been such a and you too, Jeff. Man, you have such a uh, soft spirit, man. I can <laughs> just feel the Holy Spirit coming off you, man, and I appreciate uh, everything you. you guys do, and, you know, I just had a quick prayer request. The Lord's sure. placed this on my heart recently, um, uh, quite often, and I have a heavy burden for this subject, and that being, I just want to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world, and even in our own country, that are going through severe persecution. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, first of all, Douglas, I want to thank you for the encouragement, um, it, 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 you know, to, to bless one another in that way and encouragement to build each other up. I just appreciate your words. So glad that you, we get to be a part of your lives out there on Hope FM and Truth FM. And um, and so bless you. And the prayer request that you, you give is something that's been on my heart. And the reason is, Douglas, is because we're in the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights, and we're going to be in Revelation chapter 7, and we're going to see two groups uh, that are there. There is the 144,000, and then we're going to see the tribulation saints. And the tribulation saints, of course, in chapter 6, we see the cry of the martyrs uh, in the uh, fifth seal that is opened up. And we know that um, that in the tribulation period that the tribulation saints are going to be persecuted, but it's interesting, the cry of the martyrs, some have suggested that that's a cry throughout the church age. And, and we have brothers and sisters all over the world that are being martyred for their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and we need to remember them. And we here in America, we have many freedoms. We, can, we are thankful for them. Uh, we aren't persecuted in the sense that, like in North Korea, uh, I remember talking to uh, a missionary uh, that uh, had some uh, work in, in that country, and uh, the testimony of how the Christians uh, are just, um, you know, how difficult it is for them, and um, things like that in other parts in Africa, in the Middle East, uh, how they're being persecuted and it's increasing, and I think, Douglas, that um, it may increase even more as we get closer to the return of the Lord, because we do know that in the tribulation period that the tribulation saints as well as, um, you know, the Jews are going to be heavily persecuted by one that will rise up and take center stage, and that is the Antichrist. So uh, we need to remember them. And also that Paul said to young Timothy that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And he didn't say they might be, but they will be. And so that reminds me that even in our own country, as we see spiritually, morally, what's happening in our culture, in our society, in our own country, that we as Christians need to pray for one another because we're going to be persecuted one way or another. And um, so that's a great prayer. Appreciate your call. And Father, we do. We pray for our brothers and sisters that are persecuted. 
there may be some that we know that are being persecuted um, at work, being persecuted by family members and friends to one degree or another. And so we just pray that you would help us to encourage them to stay strong, to, to stand for righteousness. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters throughout the world that are being persecuted in a very heavy way uh, in the Far East, in the Middle East, um, in uh, Africa, throughout the world, um, that they're being put to death. Um, they're putting their lives on the line. Uh, and so, Lord, we remember them. And we know that you will not forgive, forget them, that blessed are those who are persecuted, and you have great reward for them. But help them to stand strong. And for us as Christians, as we get closer to the return of your Son, Father, that we know that it may increase, because the world, Jesus said, will hate us because it first hated him. So we lift up all our brothers and sisters being persecuted, and we just uh, pray for your working and strength and knowing that you are going to come, your son, and establish the kingdom and set things right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Douglas. Hey, thank you, man. And uh, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. And I'm praying for you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, Douglas. Keep in touch, all right? 303-690-3000. We have a couple of open lines. You know, it, it is encouraging, the encouraging words and being a part of your lives out there in the East Coast or wherever you're listening, it's a real privilege. And I hope that, that we are ones that we do pray for one another. And we're commanded by Scripture to do that and to pray for our brothers and sisters and remember that we have those that, that all around the world that are being persecuted, um, you, you know, in different parts of the world in a very heavy way. But also we have people around us that get persecuted to one degree or another, um, and it will happen. So we want to be an encouragement and, and to love one another and uh, to receive one another. Romans chapter 12 talks about that uh, very much about how we respond to each other, to have brotherly affection for one another, being hospitable to one another, um, all those things, uh, fervent in spirit, uh, uh, be vigilant in prayer, especially as we're going through tribulations and things like that. So good reminders. Hey, let's go to Andrew and Parker. Andrew? Yes. And how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Um, so I have a prayer request. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a, a couple at church, and they're pregnant, and they are due in two weeks, and their baby is still breached. So it's okay. not in the correct position to be birthed. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I'm just, I just want to get some prayers out there for them to, or for that baby to flip over. Um, yeah. And if that's not God's will, um, just to give peace to her name's Allison, that she would be um, okay with the doctors doing what they have to do, whether it's a C-section or whatever they have to do to get that baby out healthily. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. And Father, uh, I thank you for Andrew, who cares about this couple. They're having a baby, and Allison, the baby's breech right now. We pray that uh, you're the one that forms and fashions us in your womb, and so, Lord, we commit all that to you, and um, that the baby would turn, be in the correct position to be delivered naturally, if that's your will. And, uh, Lord, we pray you begin that process right now. 
We pray for the health of that baby, the health of Allison. And Lord, when the time comes, if the doctors need to take um, certain uh, procedures to make sure that the baby is born safely, that um, we lift that up to you, that Allison would have a peace about it. You would take care of her. Um, and mom would be healthy. The baby would be healthy. Everything would go well. There would be great rejoicing uh, at the birth of this child. So, Lord, we commit all this to you. I pray for Andrew that you would help him minister to this couple and to just reassure them that you're with them, you love them, you love this baby that's inside of Allison. And uh, so, Lord, just help him to give the right words and um, to give encouragement during this time. And we know, Lord, that you're going to work in, in a wonderful way. Um, and we commit this all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Andrew. God bless you. Hey, God keep bless. in touch. Let's, let us know when Very the well. baby's healthy. And, and so we'll continue to pray for that baby and for the couple, for Allison and her husband. So thank you. All right. Thank you. I think it's wonderful um, to me that uh, we're here to answer questions or your Bible questions, and perhaps we'll have some. But I always see it a, a privilege to be able to pray for for you guys out there because we all need prayer, don't we? Especially as we end the week and we're coming to a weekend. Um, and if we spend the show praying and you know praying for one another, that's okay with me. And um, but uh, maybe you got a, a prayer request. Maybe there's somebody heavy on your heart or a situation that's heavy on your heart. We want to be able to uh, pray with you and for you. Hebrews chapter 4 says that we can go to the throne of grace um, in time of need. <clears throat> and it's so wonderful to know. Um, I was reading a devotion this morning by Charles Spurgeon that our prayers, uh, he's not deaf to our prayers, that they are heard. And I want to assure you as you pray, because maybe you've been praying about something, maybe you've been going to the Lord and you're wondering, Lord, do you hear me? Lord, do you um, you know, those prayers important. Every single prayer is important to him. And as you seek him with all of your heart, Jeremiah 29 tells us that, that you will find him. And as you cry out to him, that he will hear you. And we know throughout the scriptures, it is told to us that he hears our prayers. So we'd love to pray with you and bless you in any way that we can. So give us a call. But first of all, we're going to go to Ziggy in Strasburg. Hey, Ziggy. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. On the drive home. Uh, so I had a question. Um, it's in regards to First John two eighteen. Um, okay. Hey, Ziggy. Hey, Ziggy. Uh, where it speaks hey. about the Antichrist. Okay. Um, hey, so in hey this, Ziggy. It, it explains that people that come and go out of the church. Um, and also people that do not believe in Jesus as God, or as a form of God, are considered antichrist. Um, and I'm wondering if, if that is in relation to pretty much every organization that, that doesn't believe that Jesus is God. They just believe maybe he's a prophet or just a really good teacher, such as like the Jehovah hey, hey, Witness. Hey, Ziggy, can you hear me? Ziggy, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You, do you have your radio on or your speakerphone on? If you can turn that off, because I'm getting a lot of feedback from you. Oh, sorry about that. No, you're good, but I want to be able to hear you correctly. I believe that you're making reference 
to there you go if you can just turn it off or turn it down that's going to be best and um and i know you're driving so you want to be able to hear me right <laughs> yes sir i, I be, pulled off sorry about that no you're good that's a lot better we're going to have a lot easier time now with this so you're making reference to first john chapter two about as he talks about antichrist right yes sir okay yeah. and then go go ahead and continue um, so it, it explains that people that have gone in and out of the, the church, um, one p- part of it, the other part is that people do, uh, do not believe that Jesus Christ is God. Um, so such as like Jehovah Witness, where they, they don't necessarily believe that, they believe that maybe he was a prophet or just a good person. Are we to consider all those people antichrists, or, or does it mean something a little bit different? Uh, just want to get some clarification on that. Yeah, and that's a good question, because what he's talking about is the the background to John writing his letter to the church is called one of the general epistles, and the reason that it is is because it's to all the Christians. It wasn't to a specific church. And it's one of the last uh, books that were written that we have in the New Testament. And what was going on at that time is that there was false doctrine that was in the church. Part of that false false doctrine was Gnosticism, and they believed that um, they believed in all kinds of weird stuff. They, they believed that Jesus didn't have a physical body, um, that, you know, it just looked like he had a physical body, and, you know, if you touched him, you know, you'd go right through him. Um, he uh, didn't make any footprints in the sand, um, so they, they denied the, the, that Jesus was physical. They believed that all manner, uh, you know, was evil. So the chair you're sitting in, the, the, the vehicle you're driving right now is evil. So that's why they said that. Um, and so they, they had different thoughts on Gnosticism. Either live it up, there was two camps because we're evil, and there's nothing that we can do about it. So you might as well just live any way that you want. And that's why John, in this epistle, as you're reading it, um, that uh, John is talking about um, that, you know, we touched him. He begins the epistle by saying that, that, you know, that which is from the beginning, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon our hands and handled concerning the word of life. He said we handled Jesus. We saw him. We touched him. So he begins to build and dismiss the doctrine of the Gnostics. And, and there are also others that were denying his deity, his divinity. So he comes along and he says that, um, that there's this, the little children, it's the last hour, as you've heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it's the last hour. And, and that they went out from us, that they were not of us, that they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out and they, they might be manifest that none of them were of us. So he is talking about those who are, you know, bringing false teaching, false teaching concerning the divinity uh, of Jesus Christ, even the humanity of Jesus Christ, because Jesus was fully God and fully man. He wasn't half God and half man. He's fully God and fully man. So he says, you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. And that word is interesting, Antichrist, because we were talking about him in Revelation chapter 6. That word means not only 
against Christ, but it means instead of Christ. So most people have the idea, they focus on the opposite of Jesus, but there are those who come along and they try to present another Jesus. And they present a false Jesus instead of Jesus. Um, And that's what he's talking about. Those like the Jehovah Witnesses, like you mentioned, um, is, you know, one, for example, uh, Ziggy, that uh, they believe that Jesus was created, the the, uh, brother of Lucifer. The Mormons, or the Mormons believe that he's the brother of Lucifer. The Jehovah Witnesses, they deny the deity of Jesus, believing that he's Michael the Archangel. So he's talking about those that many Antichrists have come. Jesus warned that in the last days that many Antichrists will come, bringing a false Christ, false prophets, and false teachers. And then John goes on to say that we're to test the spirits to see if they are of God, because many false you know, teachers have gone into the world. He says that in chapter 4. So he's really emphasizing you know, these false teachers that come on, false doctrines concerning Jesus, um, the, the divinity of Jesus, uh, and who he really is. So hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, absolutely. I had an entirely different depiction of what an antichrist was in, in my head. So that definitely yeah, it's, helps. Yeah, it's, you know, um, Ziggy, it's, a, it's um, really important. I think First John is really important. And then he goes on and he says in the following verses that you have an anointing from the Holy, Holy One and you know all things. In other words, um, you have the Holy Spirit to teach you as we're reading the scriptures. And who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So there are people that that will say, well, I know God. I, I have a relationship with God. Well, do you believe in Jesus and who Jesus is? No, I just believe Jesus is a good teacher or spiritual leader 2,000 years ago. Then you don't have the Father. See, that's the deception that he is addressing. And that's one of the things that we as Christians need to really stand on is that Jesus said that I am the way to the Father. If you know me, you know the Father, and and he is... Um, the one that is equal with the Father, one in essence with the Father. And if you know the Father, then you know Jesus Christ. If you have salvation that comes to you, it comes through Jesus Christ. He is the way to the Father, even as Jesus said, that I am the way, definite article, the life, the truth, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a very simple statement, but it's a very powerful statement that um, that Jesus made. So hopefully that helps out. Great, you're studying First John. Keep studying. God bless you, Ziggy. Drive safe, okay? Take care. Bye-bye. All right, you have a great weekend. All right. Ziggy, thank you so much. As you turn up your radio and as you're heading out, be careful out there. There's some storms out your way uh, as you're driving. But let's go to, uh, it's a good question that he asked. Uh, let's go to Jennifer in New Jersey. Jennifer? Is that Jennifer? me you're, asked, you're talking to? Yeah, Jennifer, you're on Calvary no, Live. My, na- I can- my name is Judy. Judy, okay. Sorry, Judy, but you're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you. Um, I need some prayer. 
please? Sure. Absolutely. How can we pray for okay. you? And please excuse me and bear with me because I know I'm going to start crying. Judy, it's okay. Uh, you take your time. Okay. And let me pull over. My sister died in October of 2018. I am so um, sorry. No, it's okay because I know that right now she's sleeping and and they're waiting. My sister, my brother, my mother, they're waiting for me. So I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really hard on her daughters and her son. Yes. So, and then on top of that, I you know I'm learning to lean on God. Okay. Yes. Um. And trusting him with my financial matters and the trials and tribulations that life throws at us all the time. Um, So I'm leaning on him, and that's why I don't understand why I'm crying like this. (laughs) Because I love God, and I'm holding on to him. Yeah. Judy, it's okay to cry. of my life. Yeah, and we're going to pray for you. I thank you for calling and asking for prayer. And I am sorry for your loss. I know that we have, as Peter says, a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you have that living hope. And, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that your sister is with Jesus in the glory of heaven. And, right. and we have that hope. And, you know, we're all going to be together someday. You know, I've been quoting, you know, our Bible studies from Revelation, and we just went through Revelation chapter 5 and that new song that we're going to sing before the throne. That's the church. That's us as believers. I can't wait, Judy, till we're all together. Amen. And we sing that song. I can't wait to meet you, <laughs> you know, oh. and, and and your sister. And, and to you know, be with one another. And that's the comfort that we have. But on this side of eternity, we grieve because we know this separation is temporary. The reunion is eternal, but we grieve. Even Jesus grieved. He cried when Lazarus was in the tomb. And and the shortest verse of the Bible is Jesus wept. And, you know, you're weeping in your heart because grieving is a very powerful thing. But the Lord, he is the one that comforts us in all of our tribulations, as Paul would write um, as he was opened up that letter, the second letter to the Corinthians. And he says that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort at which we selves are comforted by God. He goes and he says, you know, that when we left Asia, that we were pressed beyond measure. We were despaired even of life, but yet he turned to the Lord, just as you are doing, Judy, to find comfort in him. And I'm going to pray for you, and I want to give you one other uh, portion of Scripture that I hope ministers to you. And that is from Psalm 61, that David was in a place where he was grieving. He was grieving over his son Absalom. And he writes in Psalm 61, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. 
For the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy, and I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in your wings, shelter of your wings. So, Father, I pray for my sister Judy. Be with her. Bring comfort. Help her in a financial manner. Help her in every area of her life and through this grieving. Be with um, the family of her sister. Be with them. Bless them. Bring encouragement, comfort to them. Uh, Lord, that she would know that you love her and you'll never leave her or forsake her. Thank you for the living hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Bless my sister in her weekend in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Going to keep praying for you, Judy. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thanks for calling. And thank you. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley with you on this uh you know, program Calvary Live on this Friday and so blessed to be with you as we end the work week and uh, maybe perhaps some of you, as you listen on Grace FM, are heading up to the mountains to go camping. And uh, I want you to keep in mind that as you go up to a lot of you in this area, go up in the Red Feathers area, uh, that you can listen to Grace FM. You get a strong signal up there, even up in the park, Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, those of you who uh, are visiting from out east, maybe you're listening on Truth or Hope FM, and, and if you're going to Rocky Mountain National Park, they just opened up Trail Ridge because of all the snow. It's about two weeks uh, later than usual, uh, but they did make it through, and the, and the pass is open, Trail Ridge. And as you come out and enjoy our beautiful state, we'd love for you to come visit us at Calvary Greeley. We're right on the way to Rocky Mountain National Park. I'd love to meet you and, and talk with you if you have that chance on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. You can check out our website at calvarychapelgreeley.com for our service times. We have three Sunday morning services. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, you got a strong signal up there in Estes Park. Um, and on the north side of the park and and up into southern Wyoming, up in the snowies, uh, just want to remind you that as we go camping and uh, as you can tune in to uh, Christian radio and be blessed in every way. And, and uh, so we're just very grateful for that. So um, we do want to go back to the phone lines. And let's, let's go to Dalton in Fort Collins. Dalton? Hi, how are you doing? Good, Dalton. How are you? Not bad. Um, I just had a couple of prayer uh, requests um, for you today. Okay. Um, the first one would be my friend who has brain cancer. Um, it's his, his second round, basically. He It went in remission the first time around, and this mm-hmm. time it came back. And so okay. just for healing okay. and uh, for comfort, uh, strength, okay. I guess you could say. Absolutely. And then the second one would be uh, me and my mom are flying out to, to uh, my brother's getting out of the Marines here shortly uh, next week. And we're flying, me and my mom are flying out to uh, an airport and we're going to drive back with him with his car um, that he has. 
So just save travel for us. And is this your brother? Yes. And we're thankful for his service. Thank you. And and will you tell him that, that, you know, Pastor Jeff said thank you for your service. And um, I really mean that. So we're going to pray for a safe drive. As you, you're going to North Carolina, you said? Yes. Okay, let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for Dalton calling. He has a friend that has another uh, reoccurrence of cancer, brain cancer, which is very serious. But, Lord, we know that there's nothing too difficult for you to work or to heal because you are almighty God. You created our bodies. You created the world, the universe. And so, Lord, we pray for your mercy, we pray for your grace, and we pray for your healing upon Dalton's friend. You know who he is, and Lord, we just lift him up to you. We just pray more than anything, not only for healing, but for comfort. We pray for strength. We pray that you would touch his heart, and he would perceive your presence in a very real way. Draw him to you, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you give Dalton wisdom in ministering to him, And, um, Lord, we just lift this whole situation up for you to heal. You said, ask, please ask. And that's what we do. We pray in faith. We pray to the one that we know that that can bring healing. And we ask for your mercy and compassion upon his friend. Also pray for Dalton and his mom as they fly out to North Carolina uh, to pick up his brother that has served our nation in a very honorable way, in a very good way. We thank you for his service in the Marines. And, Lord, as uh, they drive back, um, I pray for a good reunion. I pray for a good fellowship, and I just lift um, him up to you. Uh, I pray for Dalton's brother that uh, as he gets back, there's always a time to get acclimated, to get settled. Um, you know exactly you know, what he's gone through, where he's at, um, everything about him. So, Lord, I pray that Dalton would be able to minister to him and his family, his mom, that, uh, Lord, that you would work and that you would bless, keep them safe, put a hedge of protection, keep them under the shadow of your wings. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Thank Dalton. you, Pastor. Hey, guys, be safe, okay? Well, we'll do. All right. God bless you. Hey, we had a, also a, a prayer request um, uh Justin from Baltimore, and he just dropped, and we do have all open lines, 303-690-3000. So give me a call. we got plenty of time in the show. And also uh, to be able to text 720-336-0897 is that text line. But Justin uh, from Baltimore, Justin, if it, um, uh, I want to pray for him. I don't know if he's listening on a, a week delayed or if he's online but he was praying to find a good church. And so, Father, I pray for Justin. I just pray as he called in and uh, we lost him. Um, he dropped. But, Lord, you know who he is from Baltimore. We pray that you would help him find a good church, that you would uh, bless him, you would lead him to the place where the Bible is taught, and, Lord, that he can fellowship with others, that he can use his gifts uh, to serve you. So, Lord, guide him and direct him. Uh, to the body of believers, that you would have them to go. And I pray that uh, you would just do that um, in, uh, in, in Lord for Justin. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You know, it reminds me, as again, that 
you East Coast listeners and non-Colorado listeners, you can get the app or go to gracefm.com and live uh, listen live. Uh, there's no need for a week delay if you listen on your phone or on your computer. But I know some of you that you're listening as you're in traffic and you're you're going home uh, because you're two hours ahead. You're at six o'clock. So uh, just one way for you to be able to listen to us on Calvary Live is through the app and uh, and um, you know on the computer as well as as you get on Grace FM. Uh, also, as we were praying for Justin, it reminds me that. It's so important for us to find a good church. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about it on Sunday as we're in the book of Romans. And in uh, chapter 13, it ends by Paul the Apostle. He's, he's telling us how to be a, a living sacrifice, chapter 12 uh, of Romans, that because of the mercies of God, I beseech you, brethren, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And so he begins to tell us how to be a living sacrifice, serve God with spiritual gifts, how to behave as a Christian, you know. Um, and then chapter 13 last week, uh, submit to the governing authorities, our civil responsibilities. But then he says that we're to put on Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about. And he writes that to know this, that it's time that uh, to wake out of sleep for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And it reminds me so much of what the writer of Hebrews says, that don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together, especially as you see the day approaching. What is that day? The day of the Lord. So, so important, Christians, that we're in fellowship, that we find a good church, you know, be in church regularly. I know that it's vacation time. I know that we can miss it, but uh, be in a group of believers and in a church that is firm in their biblical teaching and they um, love the Lord and that you can be a part of. So I just want to encourage you in that way. We're going to go back to the phone lines, um, 303-690-3000, and let me give you that text, 720-336-0897. But let's go to Bianca in Aurora. Bianca? How are you doing? I'm good, Bianca. How are you? Well, I guess I'm okay. I could be doing better, which is the reason for this prayer request. It's nothing I'm planning on finishing this year, of course, but, but I've been thinking of writing my autobiography, you know, but but since I don't have any experience in that at all, I just want prayer that the Lord would open doors of key people that can help me with that, and because okay. I've just never written a a book before, and I really feel like the Lord is leading me to do that, and so I just want prayer for wisdom as well as that the Lord would just send people that can that are experienced with this yeah. that can maybe point me to whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and um, 
you, you know, I, I've been wanting to do more writing, Bianca, and writing isn't my strongest gift um, or t- ability. Um, I'm a teacher, but to, to write it all down. And so, you know, I pray for people to come along that are really gifted in that to help. And um, I got commentaries I want to write. I got other things, you know. And so you write in, you know, uh, what you want to write in um, her autobiography is what you're doing. Uh, wow, what a project. So I'm going to pray that, you know, that as God wills, that he brings those people that help you because there's some very talented people out there that are so good in those areas of, of writing. I know we have some here um, and that are encouragement. And so, Father, I just pray for Bianca as she's working on a project. She's wanting to write her autobiography. Lord, I know Bianca, and I know she wants to do this for your glory. And so, Lord, uh, help her because it can be overwhelming thinking, where do I begin, uh, outlining her thoughts, but Lord, I pray that uh, you would just bring those who could help and encourage on this project. And Lord, that um, where you guide, you provide, and that you would guide for Bianca, and that she wouldn't feel frustrated. But sometimes these things um, it doesn't go in the same timing as we think. I, I know for me, as I'm wanting to do some things, um, it goes sometimes a little slower than I think. But, Lord, I pray for Bianca that she would be encouraged. You've put something on her heart. And, Lord, that uh, she would have the confidence that you will see her through, bring the right people, encourage her, write down the right words to be able to share those things, to be an encouragement to others in the Lord, and to proclaim you, Lord, more than anything. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just think it's interesting how I know my story isn't even close to being over, and I already feel like I should write it, so who knows? Maybe the Lord wants me to wait a while, or who knows, but just Keep me in your prayers every day, and it'll just get done in the Lord's timing. In the Lord's time, Bianca, and he'll bring the right people at the right time. So we'll be praying. Thank you for calling. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, so, you know, sometimes the Lord puts things on our hearts, and and the Lord, you know, his timing is perfect and how he provides, and we can always trust in him, and and then we need to rest in him as well. Well, let's go to Scott. Scott? Yes. From Aurora? You yes. calling from Aurora? Yes. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, uh, so i got a question. Uh, you guys are going through Revelation right now, right? It's a church? Uh-huh. All yes. right, so in Zechariah, Chapter 11, verse 17, says, Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock, his sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither, and his right eye shall be totally blinded. Is this a reference to the, one of the Antichrists, one of the, the beasts, who um, receives a mortal wound and fools the world? Yeah, I believe it is, because you're making reference not only to Zechariah, but, uh, you know, you're 
also making reference to the book of Revelation, right, Scott? Yes. And let me read it for the sake of the the um, the listeners, because what Scott is bringing out is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is the rider on the white horse in Revelation chapter 6. He's conquering on the conquer. He has a bow, but not an arrow, so he's coming by peaceful means. The Antichrist takes center stage in the tribulation period. And there are some who teach, and I heard a teaching recently from a pastor that um, believes that the Antichrist is just government. The Bible talks a lot about the Antichrist. Um, And he's given, I believe, 33 titles in the Old Testament, 13 titles in the New Testament. And Zechariah is speaking about the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock, a sword against his arm, against his right eye. And when we read Revelation chapter 13, it's talking about the beast. That's one of the titles of the Antichrist. That it says that I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So um, I think that correlates with what Zechariah chapter 11 is saying. And so it appears that the Antichrist, that he comes on the scene, uh, Daniel's prophecy, particularly in uh, chapters um, 7 and 8 and chapter 9, talks about the Antichrist, how he's going to chapter 7, come out of the fourth beast that has ten heads, he's uh, at ten horns, that is, and he's the little horn that comes up. We know that um, that uh, that in chapter 9 that he is going to come on the scene, and he's going to make a covenant with Israel for one week, the Daniel's 70th week, uh, that one seven-year period where the Antichrist will seemingly be a peacemaker, but in the middle of the tribulation period, and that's what Revelation chapters 11, 12, and 13 kind of take place in the middle of the tribulation period. So, Scott, uh, you know, I wonder if that is going to take place, that, you know, head wound in the middle of the tribulation period. Yes, and uh, would make sense uh, possibly too. And another um, thing that uh, has come to mind is... Uh, um, it's, it's a second question. I don't know if you have time for a second question due sure. with all this, but uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, the, the War of Ezekiel, um, some people believe that happens after the rapture, and some people ha- believe that happens as a precursor. Now, Bible doesn't say one way or another, but the reason why I bring this up is because um, it does say that after the, the forces are destroyed um, on the mountains of Israel, that Israel will be burying the dead for like six or seven months, and um, uh, of all the dead, doesn't say Israel's dead, all the dead, but they don't take any fuel for seven years because they'll use the weapons that were left behind for fuel for seven years. So that would make me think that could happen during the tribulation period, because three and a half years, Israel is going to be attacked by the Antichrist. He's going to set himself up as God. Uh, the, the people of um, Judea are going to flee to the mountains, which um, is Petra, correct? Which is uh, yes. uh, Jordan, the, yes. the, the rock, rock cliffs in Jordan. Uh, that's where a remnant will be saved, um, because many, many, many are going to die during that time. Um but for seven years being referenced in the Ezekiel of them not having to take weapons, not to mention um, just a thought that 
with that happening, that would usher in, if, if, if that happened right before the tribulation period, uh, the Ezekiel War, um, mm-hmm. it, it could be that that could usher in world peace. Is it enough is enough is enough, you know, and yeah. that, that would bring in world peace possibly uh, to yeah. bring peace to Israel. But then again, it could yeah. also happen at the midpoint, I mean, at the midpoint of tribulation too, right? Or somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, you got some good thoughts there. And it's interesting that, again, the Antichrist, uh, for the sake of those who are listening, uh, because I can tell, Scott, that you've been, uh, you're a student of end-time prophecy, you've thought about these things, read Ezekiel 38, 39, the book of Revelation, and we're going to get to those chapters. But we know that the Antichrist, in the middle of the tribulation period, in the middle of the week, according to Daniel 9, 27, that he's going to desecrate the temple. Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, flee, you know, get out of there, because it's going to be great tribulation, such as the world has never seen or ever will see again. We know from Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that he will go into the rebuilt temple, and he will um, proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God. The Antichrist, when he comes on the scene, that he's going to be an economic leader, because Chapters uh, 13 also tells us that we just read where he receives a wound on his head. He Also, you won't be able to buy or sell unless you take the mark of the beast. Um, we know that he's going to be a, a military leader because of his forces that will be involved in the Battle of Armageddon. He will be a political leader coming out of that revived Roman Empire, and he's going to be a religious leader because he's going to command the world to worship him. He's directly influenced by Satan, and we know that what's one thing, Scott, that Satan has always wanted? To be worshipped. Yeah. yeah. That's why he fell. So the Antichrist is going to destroy the false church at that time, and he's going to first support it for his purposes, Revelation chapter 17. But then he will, you know, it's the woman riding the beast, but then he will turn and destroy the woman, the false church. And what is interesting, Scott, that he comes on, a rider on a white horse, with peaceful means. He's, he's, the world's going to be looking to him. Daniel goes through great lengths telling us that he's going to be a great orator, um, that he is going to speak what the world considers great things. He's going to be a great uh, speaker, communicator, greater than Abraham Lincoln, the world will consider, Winston Churchill, um, Ronald Reagan, who was called the, the great communicator. But according to God, it's blasphemous things. The Antichrist is going to come as an angel of light because Paul wrote to the Corinthians that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. The Antichrist isn't going to be dark, you know, and shifty eyes and, you know, uh, you know, horns on his head. The world's going to say, we want him, which is interesting because in Zechariah, Scott, that you just quoted, the worthless shepherd, Jesus said, me you have rejected, another will come, and, and him you will receive. And many believe that's a reference to the Antichrist. So the world's going to say to the Antichrist, we want you. But going back to Ezekiel 38, which is another discussion, as we went through the first writer in, in chapter 6 of Revelation, the Antichrist comes on the scene, and then what follows is the second writer, and peace was taken from the earth. And in that, war breaks out. And some have placed Ezekiel 38, that, that battle in the Middle East, 
that confederation of nations, uh, Russia, Iran, Turkey, uh, that we have um, Sudan um, and, and others that are listed there, Libya, that are going to uh, invade Israel, this massive invasion from the north. We see stage-setting events on that right now. We see the three major players that are in Syria right now coming together and, you know, it used to be, wow, they're going to have to come a long ways from Iran, from Russia. They're right next door on the border of Israel as they are building up. They are uh, <clears throat> building their military, getting entrenched in I, I, um, in Syria, that is, and it's very much a concern. Now, Scott, you bring up a very interesting question. We know that Ezekiel 38, as you quote it, is going to take place in the last days. Um, in the latter times, after many days, you'll be visited. In the latter years, you'll come into the land who were brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel. So we know that it's going to come to pass. The question is, when is Ezekiel 38 going to happen? You brought up the cleanup of that uh, battle that takes place, and they're going to be uh, burning the weapons for seven years. That's very interesting. I got a friend who is a nuclear engineer, and he helped clean up Rocky Flats when they were cleaning up all the weapons and how they kind of do it. It's a, it's a very complicated process, but essentially those nuclear weapons were burned, and it took them seven years. So I find that interesting that it seems to indicate that weapons of mass destructions uh, were are used in Ezekiel 38, we know that they can't touch the bodies right away. They're going to be burying, you know, and cleansing the land. That's going to take months to do that. They're going to have those regularly employed with help of a search party to pass through the land, bury those bodies remaining on the ground uh, for, for seven months. They will make a search. It's like they set up a flag. It was interesting. I was talking to somebody who was in the military, and he was trained. I was telling them about this Ezekiel 39. He was trained into that if there's a nuclear, chemical, biological attack, that they can't touch the bodies. They put a flag by it, and they wear special suits. So Ezekiel's describing stuff 2,500 years ago that is absolutely amazing. But here's my thought, Scott, and it's just a thought. Some believe that perhaps that the second writer is Ezekiel 38. Uh, that will lead to eventually the Battle of Armageddon at the end of the Tribulation period. But my thought is this. If if the Antichrist goes into the the rebuilt temple and he proclaims himself as God, then Israel is fleeing to the rock city of Petra, which you brought up, then I think that Ezekiel 38 could happen. We don't know for sure. I, don't, I can't be dogmatic on it, but it very well could be that Ezekiel 38 happens before the tribulation period. And because... They aren't going to have seven years in the tribulation period to be able to do that is what the thought is, but we don't know for sure. And if we are seeing stage-setting events that are happening uh, right now where the major players are coming together, I think, how close are we to the rapture of the church? So, you know, we are in very, very interesting days, and that's why I just have this heart for— for the listeners, for my church that listen, knowing that the time, that it's high time to wake out of sleep, 
for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And we don't want to go to sleep spiritually. But, you know, I was watching, I was telling our producer before the show, I'm watching a storm out my window out east, and the storm clouds are gathering people, and there are signs, and we don't want to go to sleep spiritually. We need to be discerning in the days in which we're living in and knowing that the Lord can come for us at any time. But right now, He has us, all of us here, for such a time as this. So serve Him and share the gospel with others and be in fellowship so we can be encouraged and strengthened and know that these things are taking place right before our very eyes that are telling us and screaming at us that the Lord is coming back soon. And Jesus rebuked the religious leaders because they could discern the weather, but not the the coming of the Son of Man. So that's what I want to end with. And, and Scott, you just brought up you know, some interesting, interesting things. I commend you for studying the Scriptures and you know, Ezekiel and the Antichrist. But listen, the Lord never, or His Word never tells us that we're to be looking for Antichrist. You and I are to be looking for Jesus Christ. So Lord, as we end the show here, I thank you for Scott's call, his comments, his studying. But Lord, it reminds us that we are in the last days. So help us to be awake. Help us to be vigilant, sober, and watching, and faithful to serve you and occupy till you come in Jesus' name. Hey, God bless you. Thanks, God. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. called. We had a great show today. Be sure to go to church this weekend if you can, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.